Welcome back to Twisted Builds Podcast with your hosts, Dale and Kevin. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you? I'm, I, it's, it's been a week. It's been a couple yep. weeks, but we're been there. a couple weeks. <laughs> for our, for our listeners, we tried to do this last week and then I had a storm come in, which mm-hmm. made my internet speed just tank and mm-hmm. we ended up canceling this. So... Where, well, your internet speed's better today because your your picture's coming through really clear. It's not like it's bloggy. Good. So <laughs> good. And this is this. I'm on the web camera currently. I'm actually cool. Um, I was going to talk to you about this before the podcast, but we'll just share it with everyone. Uh, I pl- this is the main camera I use for making my YouTube videos, which I have neglected. But mm-hmm. besides the podcast videos, but regardless, I'm thinking I'm going to make a stand for this on the laptop I'm using currently. Um, gotcha. that way it'll stand there I, and it'll be a little bit higher quality i have one of the newer generation gopros and it is in my truck in the carrying case that it came in and i bought okay. it about a year ago maybe a little bit longer and i don't think i've used it once so i might rig that up for a better camera <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> do you like some 4k or whatever yeah so um bring podcast people up to a first off if you're listening to the podcast thank you for listening i just found out today one of my co-workers listens so um oh that's well you. that's good good and bad <laughs> yeah. thank you chris uh chris is one of the co-workers i just found out i think he works in sales i think or is bdc or something i'm not totally sure so and i he complimented both of us and I do very bad with compliments in person, so don't you take anything I said personally. <laughs> yeah, I, it's not. I'm just not used to it. Definitely, like I was in the mindset of repairing a vehicle, and he's like, "Oh, I heard the podcast," and it just completely like threw me off the loop. So, anyway, <laughs> thanks, thanks for all of our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. We were we were here having fun, and this is a good time. So, um, I guess I'll start off with another deal. Uh, we were talking about the harness for the Firebird. Um, okay. I'll insert some photos into the YouTube. If you are listening on any of your, uh, audio, if you're an audio-based listener, we do post these on my YouTube channel, YouTube channel, Twisted Builds um, on YouTube. Uh, I'll post a link in the description below as well. And um, the, the photos of this will be, um, the photos of my wiring harness and this will be on the YouTube as well. But um, as we were talking about prior, I have been making a wiring harness for my Firebird, uh, both the transmission and engine harness, which I got the firewall to engine and transmission side done. And I am actively working on the interior side, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much where the firewall is into the inside of the car. And I wanted to, this is an identical replica of how the holes are cut out in my firewall. So it's the same okay. spacing, it's the same plane. Um, and my thought process here is I can put the pins in and loom this in the exact same area that this is going to reside in so I can make it all nice and pretty and make mm-hmm. it all fancy. But you, you can have everything flow where it needs to and Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the plan. So yeah, I got um I actually ended up ordering another P fifty nine from uh Cody. So I can't remember Cody's last name. If you listen to this, I apologize. Um, I think his name's Cody Rose. Um, but he had um, he has a couple of P59. So I got one from him that has IAC drivers. I've got mm-hmm. a PO1 I was going to steal the IAC drivers out of to make my P59 work. But it's my only so, PO1 that I've got. So so, so which, which one of those ECUs, do, is there a P59 that does not have the IAC drivers? Because I think I've the one that's current. So, so uh Matt Happel, so I think he did a video a few years ago uh, of swapping the IAC driver over, and he wasn't sure if it was going to work. I did that on my truck, so it, I, I verify that it works. It, so if you take, it does if work. You, yeah, it, it works one hundred percent. So all you got to do is resolder that in, and and it worked fine. And it's it's in my truck. It's been in my truck for like the last two two and a half years. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was yeah. fully planning on doing that. This is a convenience and lazy fee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much other stuff going on. But I, I, I was like, I was. I will spend the money just to get one that has it and just it, go. <laughs> it was a convenience for me at the time just to go ahead and swap them in instead of sourcing another ECU or spending the, the money on the, gotcha. the credits to unlock it. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll get one because the solder looks atrocious in there. But it, nothing, nothing touched itself. It so like all the connections were separate. 
uh, my soldering, it's good when I want it to be. And it wasn't, I didn't want it to be at that time. I just wanted it to work. Uh, gotcha. And then the plan was to get an actual P59 with the drivers already in it and all that later on down the line. And I haven't needed to. So it's just, okay. it's, it's like, what is like the mechanics drive junky cars because they know what they can get away with. And I know that it's yes. still working for me and I'm not going to replace yep. it if it's not broken. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When it, when it starts yeah. failing on me from a crappy solder job, I'll throw, throw a better ECU in there. Yeah. And I was, I was wholeheartedly, I was going to do that. Um, I was going to just desolder the PO one, put it on the P 59 and go. Cause it works. And obviously you've checked it and it works, but mm. I've got so much stuff going on. That, and I, we're going to talk about it in the podcast, but I've got so much stuff going on. That's like, you know what? He charged me $50. I tipped him an extra five. So it's $55 for not having to put time into that. Just grab it, program it and go. I was like, that's mm-hmm. worth it. That's worth yeah. it. And I, I could like, if I would love to see if I could source those chips, even if, if I can make something work. Because, like, mm-hmm. I have, obviously, you know, I have the ability to make my own PCB boards and everything. If I could do a drop-in card on those, that oh, would yeah. add the functionality. Because, like, they might not make the IAC drivers themselves anymore. But mm-hmm. if I could, co- I wouldn't say copy it, but make something else that would work the exact same way. Mm-hmm. That would allow people, because the drive-by-wire P59s are everywhere and no one yep. wants them because everyone's yep. still using drive-by cable because the gm drive-by wire stuff was very safe however in a performance environment it doesn't do what we want it to do very safe all... does not mean good sports car <laughs> exactly so if i could figure out a way of doing that and cody rose is uh, I, I don't know if i talked to you about him or not you may already know of him uh he is i've heard the very... name around before He's very, very pro open source. Uh, he's doing a uh, Delphi Duo, Delphi Dino. It's an Arduino and a P59 together. So doing like he added like boost control and a couple other things to a P59. So um, he and I uh, met from I was giving him some information about his boost control stuff because uh, um he was working on getting it working with a Mac valve. And from the simple dollar boost stuff, I knew like some of the questions I had the answers to some of the questions he had. So that's how we met. But, um, very, very smart dude when it comes to that stuff. Um, and anyway, he, as I said, he buys a whole bunch of them. So I just snagged one Mm -hmm. from him, but, um, update on the P 01 P 59 mounts. They are getting currently made by, um, the company I'm using. I mm-hmm. should keep that quiet, but there's going to be have people reach out and then copy it over. Uh, yeah. So are, are they, are they doing the bending? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, was that, and they, was it, was, I haven't was heard it that bad else. or do they, I haven't heard anything else. And supposedly that's already to the, like the burring and powder coat phase is last time. Okay, I, so the status. I, I have, I have not used that company. Uh, is there a way that you can, I guess, follow and track as, as it, as it gets manufactured? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. That's nice. Think of it like a shipping, like a, think of it. Well, I want to say that I didn't get photos, but oh. it's, um, think of it like a sh- uh, shipping tracker kind of like, you okay. know, with UPS or whatever you, you click a link and it'll show you where in production that thing's at. So, nice. um, I would love to see photos of it, but mm-hmm. eh, I ordered <laughs> 10 of them. We'll see when they oh. come in. Well, I, I'll, I'll be one of the first orders. I'll tell you that much along with, so before we came on here, I was kind of uh, scrolling through the merch on the website mm-hmm. and I did not realize I need that to get more. I, I did not realize that there were coffee mugs. So I'm going to pick up one or two of those. Cause I absolutely need a twisted builds coffee mug. <laughs> yes. yes. But yeah, coffee mugs. I want to get, uh, I think I've got beanies on there. Um, yes. I've got, yeah. I've got a hat, which I'm not wearing. I normally you got wear two hats. Podcast. You got the snapback and then the trucker. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to add more merch to the website. So if anyone's listening, I have merch on the website, uh, twistabuilds.com. Yeah, follow, follow, follow the link in the description. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll put a link in the description, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yes, I have merch. Um, I want to add more to it. I want to, I want to, and maybe that's something you and I can work on getting some like clever sayings and stuff on mm-hmm. shirts and whatnot with the twisted yeah. build. Logo. I want to throw off some coasters too. That'd be some nice engraved coasters. I, that would be cool. That would be awesome to go with the coffee mug. Yes. That would be very cool. 
but but yes so i've got this stuff coming um i did we talk about the design for the mv3500 blast shield i know i'm just yes yes so you've sent me the the pictures we've we've talked about it back and forth uh, did we talk about it on the podcast no okay no it was in a subject for us to talk about now uh, okay so i'm going through that now uh if anyone's watching i'm going through our we actually have a Discord, and then if anyone wants to be a part of the Twisted Builds Discord, reach out to me or Kevin. We'll get you on there. Um, but yes, yeah, so I... I don't know where I put this photos. Anyway, I designed a blast shield for my NV3500. I, I um, like that term, blast shield, by the way. It's a blast <laughs> shield. So, foot, it's foot, technically... Foot, foot saver, 9,000. Yeah, the, the transmission, <laughs> if you want to get super technical, the transmission's actually uh, HM290. Um, it's the early version of the MV3500. A lot of parts do interchange, some of them don't. This is a three-shift rail deal, where the MV3500 was a one-shift rail. So, But some of the gears and stuff, like the physical shafts are the same, so on and so forth. Regardless... This shield would fit an MV3500 or my HM290. Um, and it's for the S10, which you know, but for our listeners, um, it's for the S10 because I'm going to hit that thing with probably close to 800 horsepower. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lot of, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of like stopping the drive shaft instantly with the handbrake and then dumping the clutch to get the tires to spin again. And it's going to shock load the snot out of that transmission. So I'll insert a photo here for our YouTube watch viewers. Um, I designed, I used the 3d scanning equipment that I have scanned the transmission and designed a blast shield around it. So um, it's going to be eighth inch thick steel. So it's going to have a little bit of weight to it, but most of it is going to be bendable and whatnot by the same company that's making my mm. PCM mounts. This so is I, I, printer I did notice that design. It was very triangular. There was a lot of triangles built on triangles built on triangles. That's is, the bend. Did you simplify it up any, or is it going? Okay, is that, that going to be able to bend in that in those, that many directions? I already ran it through their program. They'll be able to. Bend oh, it. I didn't know they had a program. Okay. Yes. So nice. you can go on there. You can go on the company's website and I'm not going to say the company's name. I don't know if they want to be associated with the podcast or anything, but I'm sure most anyone listening to this probably already knows the company I'm talking about regardless. Um, yes, you can go on their website. You can upload a DXF file and then you can tell it the bins and it has a 3d viewer of what it should look like when you're done. Okay. On that their is nifty. I didn't realize yes. they did that, but that is nifty. Yes, and the reason, <laughs> the reason, oh, I love that. The, I mean, if, if this comes out well, it's going to get used a lot. But uh, the way it's triangulated is because it's a cone. Because of the mm. transmission bell housing back, it's like conular, I would say. Kind of like an ice cream cone. So the, that's why the bins are triangulated instead of straight. Mm-hmm. Is because that's four pieces long. So you have the bigger piece by the bell housing, and then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But it's four big pieces that get welded together. Then it's just like the mounting tabs and a couple extra plates that I couldn't put a part of the bin file. But it's 13 total pieces, and that's it. Okay. So it's not like some people are like, wow, it's 13 pieces. Like for what I'm doing, that's not a lot. So... Mm. And it'll be mounted to the mounting bolts for the front of the transmission going towards the motor. And I'll have the HM290 has two mounts for what would have been like a torque arm type deal. Um, I'm using the top bolt mount through the tail shaft housing to mount the rear of the blast shield. So it goes halfway around it. Theory is, is if it doesn't stop it, which it should. Like I did something similar back when I was tractor pulling. Now, mind you, that's a lot less power. But... Mm -hmm. Um, if it doesn't stop it, it's going to slow it down significantly because mm-hmm. then it's gotten just, just another layer of protection. No you, one you makes, need, a, you, you need to get some like AR 500 and, and, and really make it, you know, literally they would do that. <laughs> they would do that. I've thought about it. I might, I don't know. I got, or, hey, hey, is there a so, place that you can do like a Kevlar blanket over the top or so I just have to in case to catch a sure. shrapnel. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, 
Is the AR-500 weldable, though? I figured that would take some... I know AR-400 is, because we, we weld the AR-400 at work quite often. Okay. So, I might I might look... Because that is a steel they, they do offer as their service. Mm-hmm. So, and their bending service. So, I may look into that. Because um, it's not a price issue. Like, I'm going to pay whatever it takes to mm-hmm. do it. And even, like, well, the one I had... Potentially save your life. So, exactly. I mean, you don't want a femoral artery getting exactly. let loose from a transmission part. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I I priced out with regular steel, and it was very affordable, mm-hmm. even with the bending. So, I I will probably bump it up whenever I get to that point with the S10 project. I actually pull the trigger on ordering that that those pieces to weld together. I'll probably bump it up to like again AR 400, 500, whatever I can find. Mm-hmm. I like before I so 400 is weldable. I'd have to look and see if the 500 is weldable because I would definitely I would do it if it's mm-hmm. a weldable material and like I'm not degrading the material by welding it together if that makes sense so because again my legs i like my legs yeah yeah (laughs) they come in handy i use them every day (laughs) yes i'd like to be able to dump clutches more often so uh your shed got delivered finally shed Shed. so sorry (laughs) laser beams quotation for those people that are not listening to the quotation laser beams the yeah the uh it's it's gonna be a mini mini machine shop mini metal workshop uh but yeah it's a it's a shed but it's old oil filled doghouse and it got delivered finally so it wasn't delivered the last time here that, yeah, it wasn't delivered the last time we did a podcast, was it? No, 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 because the last time we set up, we were going to do it, and the rainstorm happened. Yes. I was actually going to set up and do the podcast inside the, the building. I have not washed it all out yet, but I have cleaned that sucker from top to bottom, swept, and, and everything besides actually scrub with soapy water, which is next. Uh, but yeah, it finally got delivered. I called the tow truck company, was it last Friday? Was it last Friday or was it the Friday of the week before that? I cannot remember. My memory is shit. Anyway, I called them, which was three weeks from the last time their truck broke down. And this Mm -hmm. was while I was trying to get it. Uh, I asked, I was like, hey, did you get your semi-truck fixed yet? It's been about three weeks. And the the lady on the phone was like, yes and no. I was like, what do you mean yes and no? She's like, well, our truck's fixed, but we don't have a driver. The driver who's the one with the CDL that can drive the semi in the trailer to be able to haul it to you. His wife, unfortunately ended up passing away. I was like, okay, well at this point, take as much time as you need. I'm not, I'm not into to rushing somebody that has a family emergency like that. Not even really an emergency, but a a long process you have to get through. Uh, It turned out the 4th of July, the morning of the 4th of July. So this, I, I made the call the Friday beforehand, the morning on the 4th of July, I get a call from the tow company and from the driver saying he just wants to get back to work. He wants to take his mind off of things. He's willing to deliver it that morning. And he was sitting in front of the lady's house in order to pick it up. I was like, well, I wish you would have given me a little bit better notice considering this is the 4th of July and it's the morning and I was running errands and I was trying to get some hot dogs and, and pick up some fireworks and some other stuff. I said, I'll be there in about 30, 35 minutes though. Uh, So I booked it on down there. We ended up loading it up on the semi truck and then dumping it out at my land. And there's a, after cleaning everything out of it, which if you can throw a picture of the inside now, it looks so much better than, than with it sitting out at the other bit of land. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dumped probably nine or 10 full wheelbarrows full of just junk in there. And it didn't smell too bad. Thankfully, a lot of the junk was, uh, some mat, uh, some rat's nest or mouse nests, and they used uh, pine needles. So thankfully, while I was cleaning a lot of this out, it was just like a fresh pine saw scent just from the pine needles. So oh, thankfully, yeah. it wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, when I got everything cleaned out, there there's some, some more rust that I didn't see with it sitting in the weeds before I picked it up. So I am yeah. going to have to order a large kind of sheet of sheet metal and do some patching around some of the the outside bottom where it was sunk into the mud. Okay. Uh, but overall it's, it's really solid. I'm, I'm impressed. I looked through after taking everything out of it, I looked through the wiring. It's set up for 240. It's got multiple 240 plugs all through it. Uh, nice. It's got some really nice wiring. some really nice nights and lights on the inside. And I'm just going to keep adding to it. Uh, I have to wait about two months. They could not deliver with the semi truck to my shop property, which is the five acres next door to me. 
because okay. my driveway is too steep. I just cleared it all out with some skid steers and it's not graveled. And they did not want to take the semi truck up a steep grade with pretty yeah. much just soft sand. He said the moment he got his truck in there, it was going to end up sinking. So he dumped it in the front yard of my house property. Um, so it's sitting there for about two months until I can bring in a gravel driveway <laughs> on mm-hmm. the shop property. And then nice. it's going to sit permanently. And once it sits permanently, I'm going to do some painting and then add some lean twos on the side of it and kind of build it all out. Nice. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yep. You're going to put all the, the, mach- the lathe and stuff in there, right? I measured. Yes. So my small lathe, not my large lathe, because I have a 13 by 40 Colchester and I also have a massive, massive LeBlonde. And I think... Okay. Uh, I think we've posted up pictures of that before. Anyway, I had that delivered with like an F450 or F550. And when he dumped it off the wrecker, it had the wheels of that front of that truck, like three, four feet in the air. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, so that thing's heavy and that's going to be my dedicated outside lathe. It's going to be kind of like covered on three or four sides, not air conditioned or nothing, but it's kind of going to be uh-huh. outside. It's not going to be my precise lathe, but only kind of used for, for larger stuff. If I want to do some, some drums or some, turning on some axles or such like that. Nice. But, uh, my small lathe is going to go inside along with my drill press. I measured the width of everything and I'm within like a half an inch of, of being able to puzzle piece the stuff in there. Uh, okay. But it's going to, it's going to Tetris in there nicely. Nice. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That is, it's good. So does it have enough windows in it for like box fans or something to get some airflow? Cause I imagine that's so, going to be oh, hot. No, I'm putting a split unit in there. If not two, maybe okay. more than that. So I'm going to use, I think the Mr. Cool split unit. Uh, okay. And, and the inside, I don't want to say framing of the building because the, the walls are so thick. I think it's like quarter inch sheet, if not thicker all the way okay. quarter inch plate. Yeah. It's thick. It's, it's yeah. a thick boy, which it's going to double as like my tornado shelter up here. Cause I'm on the top of yeah. the hill. could see 360 degree around me. When one comes through, I'm very, very scared. Uh, so it's doubling as my tornado shelter. Um, now I'm assuming you'd be able to like to stake that down with some like industrial staking or something. Uh, I'm actually going to mount it, it to heavy? a concrete pad. I'm, I'm, I'm going that to be my, me and my buddy, Jonathan, we're going to probably do like a, a three, a third slab pour. So we're going to do like okay. a third of the slab and then probably the next week, a third of the slab and then probably next week to finish the third, just to get the link through. And, and, and I'm probably going to end up physically securing it to the, the mountain it to that and, and that helps too. Cause I don't have electricity on my shop property yet. Even though the poles yep. are on my property, I have okay. not had a transformer hung on my property on that shop property. And the moment I have a permanent structure on a concrete pad, they'll give me a large credit to run out, to run electricity, hang a transfer gotcha. and run it out to my building. So, so that makes sense. That, yeah, that's kind that of like a, a bonus. If I if I pay for yep. the concrete foundation, they they give me a few thousand in credit to to run electricity to me. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And that'll that'll power. I'm assuming it's gonna be three phase for some of the no, machines. Or? No, so we only have just the two regular two forty single phase here. It's gonna cost a lot to bring out a third leg <laughs> quite yeah. a quite a bit. So the small lathe I have on right now, it is a three-phase motor, but I have the uh, single-phase or three-phase VFD. VHD. VFD. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I have, I have. We've we've talked about them previously in the podcast. This was kind of a a cheaper Chinese-made model, and I don't really know if but, it's made in like China or Taiwan. But the God, the options in that thing for ramp-up time and deceleration time, and it does uh, braking if you have braking resistors for these three-phase mm-hmm. motors. Like it's got. 10 times the amount of features I'll ever use for it. So that's how I'm going to end up powering up my lathe. And, okay. Yep. Nice. That'll yeah. work. So going through some more subjects, once I unlock my phone again, um, you and your kids went to see some very, I'm jealous, uh, <laughs> some very cool planes. Yeah. So, so Tinker Air Force Base here in Oklahoma, they did their, uh, their air show. I think this is the first time they've, they brought it back after I think four years, right okay. around the, the the sickness situation time. Yes, um, they they stopped doing it, and this is the first time they brought it back after that, to my knowledge. And they went all out. Just the pictures I you saw was see. just was nothing compared to what was actually and there. I will put I will post the two photos on the video here. But yeah, so the, yeah, they had 
they had the F twenty two out that you could just walk around, literally walk up to and touch. And then I'm they had shocked. Yeah, same here, same here. And they had the the two F thirty fives behind gated security with three or four SUVs Which, and like four security per SUV in there, yeah. like fully geared up, sitting in the AC, waiting for something to happen to protect these F thirty fives. I'm like, why are you doing that with F twenty two? Like, I understand the F-35 is like a supercomputer on a plane mm-hmm. to the extreme. Yeah. But like and the it, F-20, like there's nothing that'll compare it, to the F-22. Look, look like, at the photo. Look at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Look at the photo, <laughs> though, of the F-35s with the, the SUVs. In the background, you can kind of see these like, um, I wouldn't call them half pipes, like quarter pipes. And they're okay. they're like these steel um, structures and I don't know yeah, what the they are. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not entirely sure what that is, but I've seen those in the past when my dad, have, when my dad has taken me to that air force base uh, mm-hmm. for some air shows or when he used to work there a long, long, long time ago, I've seen those before. And if you look at them, you can start see, it looks like TV static when you're looking at them. So I yes, don't know if that's some sort of like radar or when you look at in person, you can physically see like a mirage of TV static and you don't even yeah. have to be far away. Like it's some sort of heat effect. Um, I don't know if that's some sort of thing to keep radar from, or pictures from, from doing some sort of scan on these, uh, aircraft, but yeah, those are some cool things. (laughs) Yes. I almost found that as as, as cool as I did the actual airplanes themselves. The air show was awesome though. Like we, we stuck through probably, probably about three quarters of the air show. We didn't get to see the blue angels, even though the blue angels were out there. We saw the planes on the ground. We didn't get to see them take off and do any of the the tricks or nothing. We were there for hours upon hours and mm-hmm. it was killing us with the sun and the heat. And I went and out the there with, uh, with Jonathan and, okay. and his girl's pregnant and she's yes. quite pregnant and quite far along. So there was frequent shade breaks and $10 gotcha. smoothies to cool down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was free entry, but they, they made it up on the yep. back end for those food and drinks. I can tell you that much. Well, Jonathan, if you're listening to this, we want you back on at some point. And yes, I understand yes. if it's going to be a while after the kid is born, but we still want mm. you back at some point. Yeah. So next subject. I don't even know if I put this on there. Uh, I think I Canbus stuff. So a mm. update for our listeners. Okay. Um, I am me and Sky have uh, started in on a mix of software and hardware on the next Canbus logger, like farthering it. Um, I, what all can I talk about? Uh, three, three networks. One's going to be FD. Two's going to be regular CAN bus. I think I said that in the last episode. Um, got most of the, the circuitry for the PCB board finalized. Um, I got to finish up the 3d modeling of it and what kind of case I'm going to have it in. Um, it's going to be, I'm, I'm dropping the amp clamp for now. Um, I think it's just gonna be too much for what we're got going on right now. Might come on a future revision, but for right now, it's, this is just gonna be a can logger. But uh, we're working on pretty much working on the design. We're, we've got. I found a switch. I found a switch finally that is a nice on like it's a it's an on off switch. So you like you'll hold it on, it'll detent on, and then you'll hit it again to detent off with an okay. LED indicator stating that's logging and um. Uh, yeah, so we're we're working on that. I want to order. I'm going to order units for him and I for both bench testing and like production rigs. The bench test ones will be like programmed to be simulating CAN bus networks, and I'll be testing it on real cars eventually. But mm-hmm. like I can sim, like I can even my thought is I can grab one of them, record an actual car, and just play that back, play the recording back as we develop the software and stuff for it. Um. Mm-hmm. Simple, simple, ex- executable software. Uh, we find I need to send you a copy of the alpha version of the Arduino based version because, like, stuff I can talk about. Like, we're moving to the the Teensy network or the Teensy controller because the Mega Square or sorry, not Mega Square, the Arduino Mega controller isn't fast enough for the FD networks. Okay, so. I had to move over to that for, to uh, a teensy board, but I've thought about 
because it would be really, really simple. I've really thought about um, bringing just a regular 2.0B network logger that is just small and simple and just works. Because I've got a couple out in, in uh, uh, field right now. I used one I made, which is the same concept with this software that we kind of finalized for the slower stuff. Um, the slower stuff. 21 RAM. That one I worked on with <laughs> FSD. Um like it would do those networks without a problem, which would support almost everything in the automotive aftermarket right now for like your Holly, your mega square, all that stuff works on 2.0 B. It's not on the high speed networks, like the, the super high speed network yet. So, so you're trying to get and, like one ahead on, on all that for one ahead high, as higher, in the higher yeah. speed stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, the, all the modern cars, so all the way up to 20, the, like the new models come out, which is 2024, they have FDCAN networks, which are a lot faster. And that's what we're going to. So I'm trying to future proof the product and have it ready to go for that. And I won't be the first one in the market space. I'll be the first one in the market space that is 100% geared towards automotive. Okay. Most of these are geared towards industrial solutions. And mm-hmm. FD is not a real big thing in industrial yet. And again, like you have to like, I'm a computer nerd, but you really have to be a computer nerd to make those things make sense. So, cause I've, <laughs> we, I've, we I've tested the some, demo software of them. We use some, some, uh, some canvas stuff at, at my job on some of the industrial stuff. Um, now, do you know not, what not speed too, too is? No, no, I do not know what speed, so I can okay. find out. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. It's yeah. probably the the it's probably the 2.0 A or B standard. Mm-hmm. So it'll be either Canvas 2.0 A or Canvas 2. I would love to know. Yeah. But but yeah, I, the FD stuff. I think a lot of it's like medical, um, medical industry is like the equipment for that. Um, and obviously we're using it in in the automotive space on the new new stuff. So. Even like that 21 RAM didn't have it, 22 did. So 22 and beyond had FD networking. And it's like, it's where we're going. If you want to do integration for off-road use only vehicles, like we talked about in the past, like you're going to have to bump up your game to the FD networks. And that's why I'm trying to get like this unit set up. So that way customers can grab it, log with it. It's automotive based. So that way for like the layman automotive person is going to understand what's going on and getting geared the, the training material towards that as well and make it budget friendly. That's I'm going to make it budget minded. So okay. it's not going to be the cheapest thing on earth by any means. The, the, the Arduino mega one I've really thought about doing like that'll probably be budget friendly because that's going to take nothing to put together. So, and the software's already made like sky and I mm-hmm. made like sky. I shouldn't say sky and I, I did have some, uh, like I made the first version of it on my own. And then he took my concept and kind of ran with it. And it's really, it's great software. I it, like what he and I, like the final version of it came out perfect. So I've been using it. We, some things I can talk about. I'm working, I've got one deployed in Ohio and I got one deployed in Massachusetts. I haven't used either of them in the, in the field yet. Cause they're still getting kind of ready for both of them. Uh, one's going to be on a Toyota Supra for the drift community. Ooh. So yeah. Talking to a guy, about, and this would be a twisted builds product. Um, I'm, we're going to be most likely making a headlamp controller for these things because these guys take every single electrical component that is on those cars and yeets out. them yeah. out <laughs> in a pile so, in the garage. <laughs> exactly. And everything's aftermarket. The problem with that is, is there the entire headlight assembly on the new Toyota Supra's? So the BMW, I don't remember what the BMW is version of it, but it's the BMW slash Toyota Supra. Mm-hmm. They are all LED. The whole the whole headlight turn signal, everything's LED. So if you leave the controller intact, they have a headlight controller bolted to the I think the bottom of them, and they have four wires: power, ground, and can. And that runs it all: turn mm-hmm. signal, high beam, low beam, cornering lamps, daytime running lamps. Whole shebang. So mm-hmm. he uh, 
if you're listening to this on different Chris, hello. Um, he has got another vehicle that we're going to test on. I deployed one of my uh, really like that doesn't it's not pretty, but works units. Uh, I shipped it out to him. We're going to be working on that as well. So that will be a Twisted Builds product coming out. Will be a headlamp, headlamp controller for Toyota Supra for the drift community. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're working on it actively. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, that and I've got some other stuff going on that I don't want to talk about right now because I'm not sure like the other stuff if I'm allowed to talk about yet or not. But mm-hmm. um, got a lot. So again, like the stuff I'm working with the 3D scanning, then you and I need to talk after we get done recording. And for our listeners, we are bringing the design plans to the Twisted Builds website for sale for the material racks. Yes. Uh, I believe yeah, you got uh, no, So that, that's the moment I sent you over or sent <laughs> over onto the drive, the, uh, the blueprints and like the full, the full packet uh, with the exception of like a, a weld assembly manual. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's been out of my mind. So I'm like, okay, well that's done. So I'm like, I completely forgot about it until yep. you said it just now. <laughs> uh, we've got to talk about it a little bit after the podcast and we will mention on the podcast when that is up on twisted builds website for sale, mm-hmm. uh, the plans look awesome. The whole design looks yeah. great. So and it's going to be perfect. It's for, uh, and it's good. Yeah. It's, it's gonna really going to be really, really going to work. Towards it's really somebody just to weld it to, together yourself. Yeah. It's a DIY kit. Yep, it's a DIY kit for material handling rack. Uh, it's going to be geared towards uh, fab shops, I would say for sure. Yes, but fabrication shops and um, stuff, stuff of the sort. Where mm. if you're you're stocking a bunch of like DOM tubing or square tubing or flat stock mm. or angle iron and stuff, and you're stock like you're getting the you whole don't want it laying up against a corner in your garage, exactly. Or you don't want it and you're trying to save floor. some space. You got rainwater yep. coming in your garage door and rusting stuff out on it the gets ground. It. You don't want to. Yeah, it's, it really gets it, it off the ground and it gets the it amount off of the shelves that it, it's on that it's, it's going to be good. Plus, then you're not bending like down to the ground to pick up this heavy metal and stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just going to work well for the businesses that buy them. And again, they're plans, but mm-hmm. they are very well designed plans. They, mm-hmm. It looks great. So we will have those on the Twisted Builds website for our sale. Um, hopefully within the next week or two, it would be my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, due to scheduling, I'm going to try to get that hammered out as quick as that, possible. That will absolutely yeah. be my goal now that it's, it's fresh in the mind. Like, like I said, it, it, it completely left the moment that I put those plans yeah. up on the drive for you, for you to verify. Yep. <laughs> so now I, that it's I, fresh, I it will definitely them. probably be within them. the next week. Our listeners are hearing as we talk about this, but yes, yeah. I downloaded them and looked at them and they look great. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's coming. Uh, we also have some other stuff coming plan wise and kit wise. I think we talked about it on the yes, podcast. Yep. That's you if you want to talk about it or not. Um, no, no, yeah, absolutely. The, are we talking about the engine run stand? The, the engine run stand. Yes. So yes. we've got we've got plans coming for a universal yeah, style engine run stand. Revisions and revisions yes. on that. So it is coming out every time that that we touch the model. Yes. So um, we we are going to be bringing that to market as well. Uh, mm-hmm. DIY kit and like design kit, just kind of like the design plans for these material racks. And then uh, we may, I think we are planning on shipping a kit yes. that you can weld an, together. An, act- an actual so. kit. Yes. Yes. Of both. So, of we both. Are, so like the, oh, both the, and the weld together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the, well, the material rack is going to be like a weld, weld. together. Yes. The the engine runs to because I think that's what we decided. We we we've ran through a few options. We thought the material rack could work as a weld together or bolt together, and we really don't. You're if, going if to you're fa- buying going one, to you're going to have a welder. Yes. So you're going to need to have it to do some welding. Yep. To, so and we'll make sure we put. Uh, I will make sure that is on the description of the of that. And I believe the the engine cart, the engine stand, the engine run stand. Sorry, it's been a long. <laughs> people so just, just so you understand but uh the engine run stand we're going to be doing both a bolt and a weld kit together kit or if, what's if you that? want to i thought we were going to go to like a full assembly kit like everything you need in one kit i don't i don't yep. think we can if we want to uh i can run through so sorry my mind's going like a thousand miles a minute You're right fine. now that i'm thinking about it and i have the whole picture in my head um if we want to, we can kind of produce like a cheaper kit to where you source some of the materials yourself, like the caster or casters or some yep. of the hardware. But I know for sure we're going to offer like a, a full encompassed kit on that. So that comes with every yep. nut bolt piece of hardware, every caster, every, like I said, yeah, down to the nut and bolt. Um, awesome. Possibly even have a powder coated kit, 
fully ready to go and finished. That way you can okay. open up a box, unpack it, put it together, and it looks pristine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that stuff is coming for our listeners and our viewers. That stuff is coming. But we both have very, very busy it, lives. It, yeah, if you want to, go ahead and throw up a picture on, on the podcast of the, the engine run stand. I'll send you a well, screenshot of the model. Yep. Uh, just so people can visualize that it looks it looks so beautiful. Yeah, and the way the way uh, you designed it, and I had a little bit of input into this one as well. Um, we are doing it for uh, the engine mount plates will be interchangeable. So, like yes. if uh, like LS small block Chevy, small block Ford, and like we could even we're gonna offer. I'm guessing design like the same thing as the uh, material racks where. We'll give you the centers and stuff to where if you want to make your own engine mount, like maybe a universal deal that you can just drill holes in the mount and the mount to whatever engine mm-hmm. you're going to, you can do that. We have the mounts on um, on ro- adjustable rod ends. So yes. that way you can... They not only the pivot, in, they can also extend and, extend and retract. Extend in so, and out. So, yep. Yeah. So that so way it's going to fit can, a number of engines, including including the straight six. So the four two Vortec, it's going to work with yes. that as well. Yeah. Yes, and it'll allow it'll allow you to pretty much put the engine on the stand and run it. Um, it'll have it's got a gauge mount, and you'll see this in the photo I'm going to put mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel or on the YouTube video. Um, it'll have a stand for or a mount for like a tack and a fuel mm-hmm. level gauge and oil pressure or whatever. Not maybe feel it's level, a, but you know what I mean. Not really a basket, but a tray at the bottom, and we we may yep. kind of include some. We may not. It depends. We'll have to talk some more about it. Like a dedicated battery box, a power module, yep. a fuel cell. Um, yep, exactly. It's, it's really going to be an all-in-one tour. Something tour. If you want to build a beautiful engine and have it like essentially a show engine to take out to shows, you can wheel it off a trailer and fire it up for people. Yes, and I know exactly. that that's 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 a big thing in kind of the older car communities, to where you mm-hmm. just build something with every head of every nut and bolt is, is polished up and, and yes. spit shined. Uh, so this is going to be something that matches a quality of a really nice engine to where you can take it out to a show on the stand, fire it up, get people excited about a build you're doing. Yes. Yes. And we're also talking about eventually maybe setting the stand, the same stand up for dyno use. Yes. Yeah. But We've thrown again, around some ideas on how to adapt it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, the stuff's coming. So, mm-hmm. did happen upon a tractor dozer this last weekend. That's how I ended up turning my uh, trailer into a nice uh, dovetail slash tilt oh, bed. Geez. Okay. Oh yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> the the dovetail thing. Yeah. So well, I don't know if you knew how that happened then, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it well wow. it's just like <laughs> I wow. was so anyway, the whole full story. Yeah. There's this lady, she had some issues with some property taxes. She has some stuff on her property. She was trying to either take care of her property taxes or sell her property and sell some of the material to mm-hmm. just be out from underneath it. Anyway, there's this old tractor dozer. So it's a wheel. It's technically, it's, I guess it's called a wheeled dozer, wheeled dozer. It's a 1961 Minneapolis Moline GVI. And okay. if you're a tractor aficionado, there's a cult following for the Minneapolis Molines. And mm-hmm. this thing has a seven liter, 425 cubic inch straight six that runs on propane. And they made three versions of these engines, a okay. gasoline a propane and a diesel. And I guess they swapped out maybe just the pistons and the cylinder heads and everything else is exactly the same. So okay. I, mine is the, is the propane version. I ended up getting this from the lady for almost nothing and about a $500 record bill to send it to my house. Um, big old eight foot dozer blade on the front. And I'm planning on doing a lot of dirt work, especially to my shop property and kind of building up, maybe trying to see if I can squeeze out a small pond by, okay. by, by using it. Uh, but I picked this thing up for, for pretty much nothing. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful. I did some tinkering with it. I got it cranking over the other day. I cleaned out the points last night, cleaned out the distributor. I Tried to get spark on it right before the podcast, and and I have not had spark yet. The okay. parts for this thing are just so dirt cheap with the different manufacturers for them. I'm just going to do a full 
ignition system upgrade. It's going to cost me about maybe less than a hundred dollars for just yeah. to redo the entire ignition system. And it'll all be new. And it'll all be new. I think the yep. coil's bad on it right now. And and I I cleaned up the distributor. I cleaned up the points. Um, it's still not getting spark, but it's 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 so close to getting spark. And once it gets sparked, I'm going to drop probably the four or five hundred dollars and get a gasoline carb and convert it over to gasoline. Cut out okay. all the propane stuff, and then I got a, a very very nice dozer. The nice. story on how I ended up bending my trailer with it, I did not know the weight of this thing. When I got I mean, there, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. So the, 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 my trailer is just a regular utility car hauler. With, it was. I think, well, it still is. It bent back for like 99% it bent back. Okay. I'll send you pictures of it. Well, the tractor tires, on the outside of the tractor tires, they're seven foot wide on the rears. Okay. Uh, the blade is eight foot wide. My fenders, the bed of my trailer, is seven foot wide in between the fenders. Well, I ended up having okay. to take the fenders off just because one rear tire was flat on the tractor. The other one was bulging because it was low and couldn't add air to it because the, the Schrader valve was rotted out on it. It just literally was crumbling like nothing, like breadcrumbs when you touched mm-hmm. it. I, I, could, I didn't want to risk that one going fully flat. I winched it up onto my trailer before I ended up calling a wrecker and... It was just completely bottoming out the axles touching the frame, no spring at all in the suspension on my trailer. Uh, I I ran the the serial number. It turns out that tractor weighs 8,300 pounds before, before it doubt if that would have been it, I would have crawled at home before Before, the dozer and the loaded tires, before the dozer, before the loaded tires. So it had two sets of wheel weights and fully ballast. That thing weighs about 12,000. The dozer blade, I found the, the the tag on the dozer blade, and that weighs about six. So yeah. we are talking 18,000 pounds I had on a 7,000-pound trailer. Yeah, they, that don't work. It, it, no, it did not work. And <laughs> I ended up damaging my gate pulling it off. <laughs> the The frame was dragging on the flat tire side, okay. uh, and it, it drug the mesh off of my, uh, my loader gate on the trailer. So okay. now i got to put some new steel mesh on the thing. Uh, yeah. I ended up hiring a wrecker and just didn't even deal with it. Let them winch it up on their wrecker truck and then just park it in my yard for now while I get it running. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely some yeah. of that heavy. I understand. I, I, I got That's future plans crazy. for that trailer though. I liked it being looking like a tilt bed. So I might chop off the bottom, the back two, two and a half feet and tilt it down and make a little bit of a dovetail on that trailer now. Okay. So that'd, that'd be, be cool. better for cars. I'm not going to put something that heavy back on it. <laughs> yeah 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 i i figured with i figured with the weight and what it did to the trailer like that i started looking at i'm like those tires are loaded they've got to be loaded because mm-hmm. like yeah the the plow is Just, you said six? putting it in my yard it's leaking stuff right now from the ballast because they fill them full of like a calcium yes uh calcium chloride so something yeah. like that. calcium something solution and it's it weighs super super heavy i think 11 or mm-hmm. 12 pounds a gallon so it, yeah. I mean, it's denser than water. Yes, um, and that's a lot of it in a tire. A lot, yes, especially of it. a yeah a tire that a big. big. That, yeah, the tires on that are third or eighteen point four by thirty fours or eighteen point mm-hmm. four by thirty eight, something like that. They're massive. They're almost as tall as me. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. they hold probably about a thousand, maybe two thousand pounds. And apiece. I'm I'm sure they are looted, looted mm-hmm. to the top with that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like looking at that. Uh, looking at that photo, I'm like, yeah, that that's a loaded. That's those tires are completely loaded. Mm-hmm. Did you think about that before you loaded it onto no. your trailer? And okay. I had pictures, and I went and saw it the day before that I brought out my trailer, and I did okay. measurements on it to make sure it fit in between the wheel wells. And I ended up mm-hmm. taking the fenders off my trailer, and because the tires were bulging, they were touching all four of the tires on my trailer. So I wouldn't even be able to pull forward without all four of my trailer tires rubbing on the tires of the tractor. Oh jeez! So it was just not going my way one way not or another. Work. And yeah. that the last time we talked, I was telling you about the triple axle gooseneck that I got yeah. coming my way. Uh, so I'm probably going to end up pick picking that up here in about two, maybe three weeks. Nice. Um, but it needs a new floor. It's got like a sheet metal steel floor on it, and it, like okay. when I say sheet metal, I mean like thin sheet metal. And so yeah. I'm probably just going to put nice thick, probably three inch thick, four inch thick oak bores on that and use that for all my heavy stuff yeah Yeah. 
I did not think about that when I went out there. I took pictures of it. And like I said, I went and saw it the day before. Didn't even realize it had two sets of wheel weights on it. Didn't even realize it had a set of wheel weights on it. I was just ecstatic Mm -hmm. to get the thing at at what I got it for. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cool. So they they make... You were saying propane to gas conversions. I'm assuming that's just. It's a not a propane to gas conversion. So they that those tractors were manufactured out of the factory with three different engines: a full propane uh, engine, a full gasoline engine, and a full diesel engine. The propane engine has an actual propane tank that you refill onto the tractor. It's not one of those swappable okay. ones like you do like forklifts. Yep. Uh, you actually refill it with liquid propane from like your house propane tank if you have a liquid tap on it. Uh, and I'm just not even going to deal with that because I believe the gas and the propane had the same, um, compression ratio. I think it was like eight and a half to one, something like that. I can just bolt on the carburetor onto the intake from the carbureted version. And I can get that brand new for like four or $500 for that carburetor to bolt on. And I'm just probably going to use the propane tank as a fuel tank and drill a hole in the top and do. Yeah. I'm, 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 I don't even think I'm going to deal with getting the propane getting it running on propane. Now, I don't have a propane tank I can go refill it from. Yeah. I have like now, like eight of those grill size tanks, but I'm not going to sit there and fill up a tractor with that. Yeah, no. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do you have anything else? Let me look here. I know we ran. Because I think we, we ran through most amount. of those. Let me see here. And anyone listening, we do plan this out. We, we actually have an internal <laughs> discord that we... Hit us up in the on. Discord. Get us some more topics yes. going. Yes. Yeah. If anyone, and like, literally, if anyone wants to like talk about a subject or come on to the podcast, I'm able to invite more people than just us two to this platform. So I would be able to hook you up and we can do it remotely because me and Kevin do it remotely. So if you've got a headset of some sort with a microphone, that's all we really need. Um, even like I'm right now, I'm using a laptop web camera. So Mm-hmm. If you are interested in coming on the podcast and talking about gearhead stuff, we'll get I you have on. someone I might, I might be bringing on. I'm going to reach out to them. Uh, okay. So I've been following them for, for quite a bit. And we've had some interactions on some of the live videos and I've been a supporter of his for, for over a year, close to a year, something like that. So I want to see if I can reach out to him and bring him on. I'll talk to him about him. After that would be the, awesome. I'll talk to you about him after, after this episode. So the last thing I have, so the swivel cranes that you can throw yes. in the back of pickup trucks or mountain yeah. trailers. I am trying to decide, but we might be coming with out with a kit of that as well. Okay. Uh, I thought about buying one and throwing it on my trailer just so I can have kind of one of those swivel cranes, maybe like a thousand. I want to mm-hmm. see if I can get one up to one ton, like a 2000 pound with the extended boom, not just a 2000 okay. pound with like the, the close eyelet Retracted for lifting boom. something yeah. into my, into my uh, trailer and, and everybody sees the ones tucked away inside the truck bed so you can lift up like a generator or something into the back of your truck without killing mm-hmm. your back. But we might be coming to market with one of those. I got to look at really how hard it's going to be to design it. Is it really going to be profitable? The amount of options out there that they have that are very affordable are plentiful right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we design one from scratch, if we're going to be able to compete after material costs, because yeah, they yeah. have some at the market that are sitting around the 400, $500 range that comes with winches. Yeah. So they have extendable yeah. that come with an electric winch. Yeah. But they also use some kind of cheaper material and they're rated for at the furthest extent of the boom, like 450 or 500 pounds, just because of how yeah. thin the material is that they use. So I don't know. That's something we got to throw out there, but uh, I might be designing one up or building one and, and mounting it to my trailer. And if I do, then I'll be sending you pictures and we can post it up on the next podcast. That sounds good. Yep. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I thought I had something else going on too. I think you had about two or two things left, right? Well, something like that. Uh, Firebird S10. Working on the Firebird, obviously. Wiring harness, you covered that. Wiring harness. Uh, you scan stuff. That's all I had. That's absolutely everything that I had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we're good. I, um, yeah, guys, if you're listening, it's been a a long couple of weeks. So I am pushing very hard on some things. I want to, uh, Oh, have you heard about the UPS strike? A little bit. And I actually have a story. I don't know if it's affecting FedEx any, but I had ordered some car parts for my neighbor 
and I have a okay. billing address and a shipping address. They're both in the same city, completely different addresses, about 35, 40 miles away from each other. They sent everything that I bought to my billing address and not my shipping address with the shipping address label on it. So I don't even know how that happened, but yeah, it showed up with the wrong address at the wrong house and they were confused as hell because it was my mother's old house as, as to why this package showed up that what didn't even have their own address on it. It's not like you can accept it if it's like, Oh, it's got our address on it. Somebody else's name. They accidentally sent it to us. No, it didn't have their name. Didn't have their address on it. Cause it was my shipping address, but they sent everything. Yeah. yeah good old, good old rock auto. I don't know how that happened, but they shipped through FedEx. <laughs> so I don't know if that, that UPS strike is affecting I, FedEx. I, any. I've heard, I've heard of people having issues with FedEx and like FedEx has been awesome for where I've been, but mm-hmm. maybe it's just, I'm lucky with that. I don't know. But Anyone that is not in the know, um, I found out with one of my electrical components distributors, a uh, big old banner across the website. Hey, come August 1st, if nothing happens, UPS, the brown truck, um, is going to be going into a strike. So a union strike. I actually have a friend that works for uh, UPS. So I, I messaged him directly. I, I'm like, what I, on earth is going on? He's like, oh no, that's that's really happening. The union <laughs> doesn't have a contract with UPS, and if we don't get a contract by August first, we are ceasing operations. Mm-hmm. All of them, all of them. Which means all the operations that UPS is currently doing are going to get loaded on everyone else, mm-hmm. which is going to make shipping a nightmare. Isn't Amazon? doing their own third-party shipper stuff now to where they're, they're shipping stuff that's not Amazon products. I wonder I don't if know. there's not some sort of play to switch some stuff over to, to Amazon. I be. thought I heard I, something about that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that either. I just, I thought about that. I was like, oh, yep. So, and be full circle, going back to my, my electrical designing stuff, the CAN bus stuff, I'm like, I am trying to hammer this stuff out as fast as possible to make sure I'm going to be able to get everything in. So <laughs> to I ship them out <laughs> and yeah. shipping materials in. Yep. Well, it's not, it's not even like, this is just for my, like my proto, my, I'm going to have two prototypes and Sky's getting two prototypes just so we can develop the code, both the mm. software and the hardware. And I'll be getting you one once I get like, get it finalized. Cool. But this is just, all of us just hammering on it. And like, I need four of these units and I'm trying to get it done before they go and strike. And like, if things get lost in the mail or whatever else, like the mm-hmm. prototypes are expensive units just because hey, I'm there's not always DHL. <laughs> I hate DHL. Yep. I, I have literally spent a hundred dollars more in shipping to avoid to not... DHL. Oh goodness. I, I, oh. DHL sucks. Mm. It's so bad. <laughs> and like DHL doesn't even service my area. I live in rural PA. If anyone hasn't noticed this yet, I live in rural PA. We don't have DHL. There's mm. no DHL for 150 plus miles in any direction do, at do all. The, the, the Mennonite carts to, to come drop off some packages to you. Don't, don't joke about that. Stuff like do that. Do they have that? <laughs> <laughs> Mennonite and Amish they don't work for the postal service but like like stuff stuff goes down so (laughs) but yes regardless um no I I yeah I just like I'm I want to get the stuff ordered in and get it going and yeah I I avoid DHL like the plague I I can't remember anything else Mm. man sorry my to the listeners my brain is gone but, but yeah, I think we're going to wrap it there. I think yep, this that sounds good. good to me. So, all right. So everyone listening and watching to the YouTube, uh, thank you. Uh, if you are listening on, uh, uh, listening on any of the major streaming platforms, please give us a like, uh, a like and review. I would love to see some reviews of this podcast, good or bad. Um, same way on the YouTube, uh, like, mm. share, uh, subscribe, comment. Um, we are also on the off chance we were to ever try to get canceled by anyone. Um, I self-host this on, yeah, no, it might get spicy one day. Uh, I self-host this podcast on Twisted Builds. So if you go to twistedbuilds.com, 
I self-host everything there and it actually gets distributed from there. So mm-hmm. uh, it won't be silenced. So if, mm-hmm. if we ever get into some more, you know, fun topics. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, the, the person that I'm bringing on, we'll there's some fun to topics to come along with that. <laughs> yes. So, and we may, like, I have some ideas for future ones. I just haven't had time to write anything down yet. So um, if on the off chance, you know, something were to happen and you still want to listen to the podcast, go to twistedbuilds.com. Mm-hmm. And you, there's De- an, definitely there's check, check out player. the site for, for some merch and, and any merch, of the other the yes. products that we offer. Yeah. And we're, we're going to be working on some more merch. I, I don't know if we talked about that before the podcast or during it, but we're going to be bringing some more merch. I've got a coffee cups and shirts. It's like I'm wearing a Twistable shirt and hats and beanies and stuff like that. Um, I do plan on bringing out some more shirts with some fun automotive related uh, like sayings on them. So uh, that should be coming. Uh, I've also in, been in talks with a. I haven't even talked to you about this yet. I've been in talks with a graphic uh, designer, so we okay. can uh, up some up some game on some stuff and definitely like shirts and stuff is my idea. <clears throat> so, but yeah, so lots of irons in the fire, lots of stuff going on. Just yeah. subscribe and stay tuned because you'll never know what we're gonna do next. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but all right hey thanks everyone for uh listening and have a good one and bye all right bye